Isaiah 49. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I just I want to contribute from verses um, 24 downwards. It says, Can plunder be taken from warriors or captives be rescued from the fierce? Hmm. But this is what the Lord says. Yes, captives will be taken from warriors and plunder retreat from the fears. This is what I'm going to. I will contend with those who contend with you. Yeah. And your children, I will say, verse 26, I will make oppressors eat their own flesh. Yeah. They'll be drunk on their own blood as with wine. Then all mankind will know that I, the Lord, am your Savior, your Redeemer, the mighty one of Jacob. I just want us to know that God is the one that will contend with those that will contend with us. But once you realize that, when we make up our mind to live a godly life, then Satan will set up people from all over the place to want to just make life miserable for you. And the more I study the Bible, the more I got to understand that the moment you chose to live a righteous life, then the enemy wants to fight you, but God is there fighting for you. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Verse 15 to 16 says, Can a mother forget the baby of her breasts and have no compassion on the child she has born? Though she may forget, I will not forget you. And verse 16 says, See, I have engraven you on the palm of my hands. Your walls are ever before me. We were taught last week that the Lord's concern towards us is more than the concern of a loving mother. And God can never forget us because we we and God, you are inseparable because when Jesus, when God sees the palm of his hands, he sees us there. So that's to tell us that we can never be forgotten. So if we are going through pain, if we are going through trials in our life, or we are going through challenging times, God sees us in those challenges and he will come through for us at the appointed time. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. I'm going to contribute from Isaiah 49 verse 14. He said, but Zion said, the Lord has forgotten me, and my Lord has for the Lord, the Lord has forsaken me, and my Lord has forgotten me. This, when I read this again this um, this afternoon, I it took me to what Apostle preached yesterday of the power of imagination. This was the how um, and we imagine ourselves sometimes that the Lord has forsaken me. But what he was he told us yesterday, he said that your imagination should not be subject to what you see physically. So this was like a physical situation. The Lord has forsaken me. But as we read in Isaiah 40 verse 31 said, those that wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up on wings as eagle. So when we, when once we see and imagine that things is going to be better, it's going to be well, that that, that takes our, our level of imagination higher because we are seeing God as our sovereign God. And that Lord will help us to, to, to imagine that for in every situation we will come out of it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. It seems you have forgotten to be clapping. Two people did something, you didn't clap. Let's clap. We have to clap for the three of them too. So that we can encourage them more to do. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Though I wasn't here last week, but I listened to mom when she was preaching it. And then what I was able to gain was from Isaiah 49.6. Without reading it, um, uh, first and foremost, we should thank Jesus Christ that we are the light that is the light of the world and he has turned this light on us. He has saved us and he has come to live inside of us. 
So may you continually walk in that path of light of Jesus Christ and continue allowing him to shine his light upon us. And Jesus is the light. Though the sun sets in the east in the morning and the sun rises in the east in the morning and sets in the west in the evening. But as our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ does not set, he does not decline, he does not dim. Is our strength in times of trouble, and it does not say to hallelujah. So may you continue to be our unchanging day that never dims in Jesus' name. Now, beloved, why am I saying this? Is that Jesus Christ has been our light, is the light of the world. He has called us into his kingdom. So we too now we have been redeemed and saved. So we too we need to give we have been given that mandate and authority to go out and preach to the world. So may the Lord empower us. And mommy refer to Luke 2 and other verses. Luke 2 chapter, verse 232. And as Jesus Christ is the light, we too, we are the light and we want to be imitators of Christ. So we should go out and bring more people in in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Um, praise the Lord. Uh, my taking will be from Isaiah 49, from, th- from 13 to 16, but I've put it in a summary. Um, I say so far, the book of Isaiah is filled with tremendous promises of God's desire and ability to redeem and restore His people. Even though we walk away from God and His way, yet the Lord in His gracious mercy brought us back to Himself and healed us. If we are loved... And has walked, if our loved one has walked away from God or feel broken or needy, know that the Lord desires deeply to restore you to a relationship with himself. Receive this verse today as a promise for you today, into inviting you into his loving hands of Jesus Christ. Allow the Lord to comfort you, though you may feel as if God has forgotten you. However, have confidence that you are, you are continually on his mind, and the Lord Almighty will never forsake you nor leave you in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's clap now. Praise the Lord. Uh, first of all, please, I'm contributing on chapter 50. Verse uh, 1 to 2a, which reads, This is what the Lord says. Where is your mother's certificate of divorce with which I sent her away? And to which of my creditors did I sell you? Because of your sins you were sold, and because of your transgressions your mother was sent away. When I came, why was there no one? And when I called, why was there nobody to answer? This passage plays like a court scene. God is speaking to the doubting Zion, and the people of Israel are the accusers. The people say that God doesn't care about them anymore. God, the people say that God has divorced them. However, God says in response that they should produce the document, but they can't because there is none. They must learn to see that they were sold because of their iniquities. It is their own fault and nobody else's. The people of Israel liken themselves to a divorced wife, rejected, forgotten, and forsaken. The Lord, however, uses this as a challenge. He says to his people, produce the bill and show me where I divorced you. The Lord, in the last part, verse 2, he, uh, it says, when I was there, 
when I came, nobody, there was no one there. And when I called, there was no one to answer me. The Lord compares himself to a man and a father of a household, treated shamefully by his own wife and children. When he came home, there was no one to welcome him. And when he called, there was no one to answer him. Hence, he who had the right to all of their respect was treated as one without any rights. We cannot win an argument or a fight with God, so we should stop trying. He knows what is best for us, and he will never, ever forsake us. Amen. Let's put our hands together for that young man. That shows that he's ahead. Amen. Amen. Everybody, we pray that my son should be like that, isn't it? So God will give us great sons, great daughters, great children. That we we don't need to do much. They will just be reading and be pouring to us. Amen. I feel like carrying him home so that we just come and be him. Amen. So let's put our hands together for the womb that gave back to that boy. So that takes us to Isaiah 50. said, where is your mother's certificate of divorce? With which I sent her away? Or to which of my creditors did I sell you? Because of your sins, you were sold. God had been like a husband and a father who will continue to look after us. But let's see what he's asking them now. Where is your uh, certificate of divorce? Which I sent you away. Why, did God, why is God asking for this? It's just because our wayward way, our lifestyle, our sinful life has made us to be like divided with God. We have become a wife that's supposed to be married. But our sins is taking us away, far away from, from God. May we continue to be a good wife to Jesus as we have been qualified in this place in the name of Jesus. He also says here, all to which of my creditors did I sell you? Because of your sin, you were sold. God rejected them because of their sin. They, were, they divorced themselves. It's not that God divorced, they, they divorced them. So God, we did, God did not divorce us. But we by ourselves divorced ourselves from God because of our attitude, because of our lifestyle, because of what we do. But God still wants that closeness. And then now is qualifying our lifestyle. With someone that has been divorced. Left with God, he doesn't want to divorce us. He, ha- he still loves us. He wants to be with us. But when our attitude, our characters, when they begin to show, then we, we drift apart from God. It's like friendship. Closeness of people. You know, that is what God is saying here. God, people, you don't want to divorce other people. You don't want to drive people away from you. But when you start to see the attitude... When you start to see the sinful nature, and because we don't want to get attracted with sin, is that you go arm's length. And we are praying that God please restore this one. And that is the position that he's talking about here. He said, because of your sins, you were sold. Because of your transgression, your mother, sent, uh, your mother was sent away. It's a figure of speech here. When I came, why was there no one? When I called... Why was there no one to answer? Was my arm too short to deliver you? This was the question God was asking uh, uh, Israel. Do I lack the strength to rescue you? The answer is no. In times of trouble, God still sees to, uh, to us and is concerned about us. He said, by a mere rebuke, I dry up the sea. He's telling them those things, the miracles that he has done for them, that will cause them to be able to be more close to him. But yes, seeing all these miracles, their lives is just getting more and more 
worse. You know, the murmuring in the wilderness, after all these big things that God has done for them. After great things that God has done for us, we not see ourselves as someone that is taking ourselves far away from God. May the Lord forgive us. That reading such a passage like this, may the Lord help us to be very close to Him. He doesn't want to reject us. Amen. And He said, because of your sins you are sold. Because of your transgression, your mother was sent away. When I came, why was there no one? When I called, why was there no answer? Was my arm too short to deliver you? Do I lack the strength to rescue you? By a mere rebuke, I dry up the sea. I turned rivers into a desert. He began to talk of the things that he has been doing for them. Their fish rot for lack of water and die of thirst. I clothe the heavens with darkness and make sackcloth is covering. Talking about his sovereignty, you know, I talk about the sovereignty. When, when I begin to read about the sovereignty of God, it makes, it makes me to get up there. I'm seated with him there, but it seems as if I'm getting big and happy that I'm with God. Amen. So he began to talk about himself. He said, the sovereign Lord has given me a well-instructed tongue to know the word that sustains the weary. May this be the type of tongue that God has given to us as well. Not a bad tongue. Because here, the, you can see the prophets. In, in one of the scriptures, you can see that he sent his prophet, but the people make his prophet weary. So, but this prophet, what has God given to them? He gave them patience. Look at Moses. The way the people came against him, the way the people talked about him. But Moses still makes sure. We can use Moses in this, in, in this place. He said, the sovereign Lord has given me a well-instructed tongue to know the word that sustained the weary. May that be a portion in the name of Jesus. If you look at that Isaiah 49, because I told you that, when you read ahead, begin to note some things. Don't forget the things that you have read. In that Isaiah 49, verse 2, he said, He made my mouth like a sharpened sword in the shadow of his hand. He hid me. Why is God preparing us for great manifestation like this? Because he wants us to reflect him and reflect his glory on a daily basis. He made my mouth like a sharpened sword. May that be our mouth in the name of Jesus. So that anything that we pierce through, we, 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 the, the word that comes out of our mouth will be seasoned with salt. Then we can pierce through the heart of man. When we speak the word of God to them, their heart is broken. And they want to listen and want to do the will of God. May we reflect God in a regular, on a regular basis in Jesus' name. He said in the shadow of, of his hand, he hid me. It takes only people that are under the shadow of God's hand that can do great exploits. May we always be under that shadow in the name of Jesus. He said, the sovereign Lord has given me a well-instructed tongue. With the well-instructed tongue, there are great things that we do. And these are the words of his prophet. Because his prophet come, he send his word, and he heal the people. And through the manifestation of God's strength and power that has been given to them, they do great and mighty things. Let's go to the book of Second Chronicles. Chapter 36, and read that. 36, 16 to 17. God is not interested in divorcing us. God wants us to be very close to him. But may we not scare God and we not put God away from our lives in the name of Jesus. Second Chronicle 36. God wants to make our lips the pen of a ready writer. I want to make our tongue a sharpened, like a sharpened sword. But what causes him not to be able to do that with us? Our sins. 
the things that we do to, 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 to make him to be far away from us, doesn't like sin. When we begin to sin, then he'll be far away from us. Let's look at that uh, Second Chronicles uh, uh, 36, 16 to 17. Second Chronicles 36, 16 to 17. What does it say here? Let's look at 15. The fall of Jerusalem. The Lord, the God of the ancestors, sent words to them through his messenger again and again. Through, the word, through his messenger again and again. Like he's doing with us in this church, with Apostle Williams. He said because he had, he, he had pity on his people and on his dwelling place. But they mocked God's messengers, despised his words, and scoffed at his prophets. Until the wrath of the Lord was aroused against his people, and there was no remedy. He brought up against them the king of the Babylonians, who killed their young men, and, the, uh, and uh, who killed their young men with a sword in the sanctuary, and did not spare young men or young women, the elderly, or the, uh, or the infirm, God gave them all into the hand of Nebuchadnezzar. He carried to Babylon all the articles from the temple and all the rest of them. When you get home, read it to the hand. God sent his messenger. That's why I said, the sovereign Lord has given me a well-instructed tongue. This is the messenger of God. Give them well-instructed tongue to be able to structure us, to be able to structure our lives. But sometimes our disobedience would not let us do the right thing with God. Give them this messenger, well-instructed tongue, to know the word that sustains the weary. So they know the right word to talk to us, to be able to encourage us. Sometimes we are weary. It's not because the, the weariness is sickness or anything. We are weary in the things of God. We are set back in the things of God. We just go down. We don't even have any understanding. But we send his word through his prophet to be able to encourage us. May we be part of, may we listen to what God is saying to us in the name of Jesus. But as he's sending his word, some people still weary the prophets. As they weary God that he was even wanting to give them, uh, separate them from him. But because of the love that he has for us, he will neither leave us nor forsake us. He awakens, awakens me morning by morning. The book of Psalms says this. We should thank God for life. Amen. He awakens us morning by morning. Wakens my ear to listen like one being instructed. How will our ears listen? If we don't have the word of God, there is no way that our ears will listen. May we have the word of God that will cause us to listen and be, and be, and be directed in the name of Jesus. He, will, 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 he awakens me in the morning. And I see when we wake up in the morning, what sort of things should come into our mind? We should praise, we should worship, we should read the word. So that the word of God that comes first into us, the song that comes first into, into, into our spiritual body, we structure our life to be able to go on. He said, he wakens me in the morning. He won't wake in the morning too, so that you can be confused. No. Because he said, he's giving his prophet the word that will strengthen, that will sustain us. So what are the word of God that you are receiving from the prophet? There are things that the man of God has been teaching us about spell. We have been receiving this word. This word should even sustain us. 
Anyone that is weary, that is confused, that things are happening, when you read the Bible, it's giving us several Bible to, uh, uh, passages to read. When we read them, let, let it sustain us in the name of Jesus. And that is what will make us to wake up in the morning and be able to glorify His holy name. Thank Him for life. Some people slept, they just slept, and they didn't wake up. So when we wake up like that, we must thank God for life. Said the Sovereign Lord has opened my ears. I have not been rebellious. I have not turned away. May that be us in the name of Jesus. I offered my back. And this talks about what happened to Jesus as well. You begin to see as he began to talk here. He said, I have not turned away. I offered my back to those who beat me. My cheeks to those who pulled out my beard. That is the act of being patient. Patience should radiate us like never before. Because these are some of the things that we pass through as we go through this world of pain and shame and all the rest of that. He said, but in everything, he was so patient that they were even beaten. He can take that whip and just, or even without taking the whip and tell them to paralyze. But God gave him, he, he was patient. So let's uh, 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 take this culture and begin to use it on a regular basis. Even in the midst of confusion when people are against us and things are happening to us. Let us be like that Jesus said, I offered my back to those who beat me. My cheeks to those who pull out my beard. I did not hide my face from mocking and spitting. They, will not, they won't do it in the real life, but there are ways that people mock us. There are ways that people spit on us and do a lot of bad things against us. But let us remember the word of the prophet that he has sent through his tongue to be able to sustain us. Even in the time that we go through weariness. He said, because the sovereign Lord helped me, I will not be disgraced. Therefore, have I set my face like flint, and I know I will not be put to shame. He who vindicates me is near. Who then will bring charges against me? Let us face each other. Who is my accuser? Let him confront me. It is the sovereign Lord who helps me, who will condemn me. They will all wear out like a garment the most we eat them all. Because God is sustaining you, those things will not hold water in our lives. When you have the right word, if we structure you, we'll be able to help you to be patient, to be able to overcome all these worries and troubles that people bring along your way. And it got to that verse 10. It said, Who among you fears the Lord and obeys the word of his servants? That is a question that, I, that faces every one of us. Who among us fear God? When we fear God, we'll be able to obey the words of his servant because it will sustain us in any area of our lives. So let the one who walk in dark, in the dark, who has no light, trust in the name of the Lord and rely on their God. Now we have a good God, a great God. That God with big letter G. Amen. Capital letter G. Trust, we must trust in the name of of the Lord and rely on, on their God. When we trust in the name of the Lord, there is one of the scriptures that says those who know my name will put their trust in me and God will not forsake them. And God, you know when I read that scripture, every time I read it it's bringing to my knowledge that if you know me as a medical doctor, you'll be able to bring all your pains and everything to me, then I'll be able to sort it out. If you know me as an architect, what happened to me when you need to build a house, you bring it to me then I can give it to Direct to you, but you know me as a land surveyor, you'll be able to bring your land to me, 
I'll be able to help you too. So those who know God's name must put their trust in Him. That's what He says. He says, trust in the name of the Lord and rely on their God. But now, all you who lit fires and provide yourself with flame torches, go walk in the light of your fires and of the torches you have set ablaze. May we not be the type of people that do that causes trouble everywhere. He said, This is what you shall receive from my hand. You will lie down in what? In torment. Creating problems for no problem's sake. As explain it all to us. May the Lord help us in everything to we do. And that takes me to my note. We read at the end of last chapter, which is chapter forty nine, from verse twenty five B to twenty six. God promised, we read about God's promise to fight for Israel, though Israel sold himself to sin. That's what we read in the last chapter. So which also signifies the love of God for us. We are the, we are the Israel of today. So our God promised to fight against anyone that fights against us. So there is always victory on our side in, in the midst of any challenge that we go through. That's what he's saying in that last chapter before we get to the end. His love for Israel cannot be measured or quantified. We cannot measure God's love. When he now got to that 60, he began to tell them how, how much, the 50, he began to explain to us how much he loved Israel and how much he loved us. He says his love for Israel cannot be measured or quantified. For the lost relationship to Israel... It's like that of husband and wife. And that's what he's trying to make us to understand in that verse 1. But Israel disappointed God by disobeying him. What happened husband and wife that live together in the house? You keep on disobeying your husband. Your, 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 your husband. What happens to you? Your husband will hate you. Or will not love you. But God is not like that. That is, what God's, that is why God is... Sovereign. Amen. He said, His love for Israel cannot be measured or quantified, for the lost relationship to Israel is like that of husband and wife. But Israel disappointed God by disobeying Him. God had been like a husband and father who continued to tolerate and had not divorced their mother or sold his children. For reference purposes, you can put uh, Deuteronomy. 24, 1 to 4. In that place. But Israel sold himself to sin. This was the main cause for Israel's rejection. That is uh, is, uh, 51b to verse 3. Israel was the cause of their troubles. Israel was the cause of their problems. Why? Because they rejected God. God had not rejected Israel. Can put us there instead of Israel, but God has rejected him and trusted other countries to help them. Hence, God said, His hand was not too short, or is not too short or powerless to deliver them, neither does he lack strength to rescue them. The same God did wonders in the life of the Israelites by he began to tell them. The wonders that he has done, that to make these people to be able to be close to him, so that they will not be far away from him. 
Because we neither be angry because of what we are doing, we still tolerate us. You remember in the previous chapter I said, he has us in his palm. He neither sleep nor slumber because of us. So if we have this, then God has us in his palm, no matter what we do. Even if he's, what, even if he's called us, he will still use that hand of love to bring us through. So he began to tell them the wonders that he did in their lives. One of the wonders, when you begin to, when you begin to read it, uh, I want to look at the verse now, from verse, the same verse 3. He said, drying up the sea with only a mere rebuke. So God is sovereign in our lives. What are the things that are like uh, waves and sea and ocean and things that have become mountain in our lives? But it takes God seconds, or not even seconds, I don't even know how to qualify it, to, to cause them to cease in our life. Try not the sea. We all know the story of the Red Sea, you know, and how God parted and the children of Israel walk on foot, you know, through the, uh, the, 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 uh, the dry land. Drying up the sea with only a mere rebuke. So that also shows us that if God can do this, this is my interpretation now, if God can do this, there is nothing that we cannot do. With a mere rebuke, we can stop any confusion that is in our lives. One of the things that God was telling them in, in order to relate to his law was turning river into desert. Mention it there in that scriptures. By mere rebuke, I drive the sea. I turn rivers into a desert. Their fish rot for lack of water and die of thirst. That's what he was saying. They're telling them about the love that he has for them. Clothing the heavens with darkness and make sackcloth his covering. Yet Israel ignore prophets sent to them. And that's why we have read that 36. We will not reject the, 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 the people that God has place over us to be able to instruct us, to be able to help us, so that we can follow God's precepts like never before. And it goes on and on here. Another one that touched my heart was that verse 10. Who among you fears the Lord and obey the word of his servants? We must fear God and we must obey the words of his servants. So let the one who walks in dark, who has no light, trust in the name of the Lord. Our adventure, you see, see yourself in that position. Let us continue to trust his name. And uh, we also that are in the light, we must reflect God on a regular basis to sort people in Jesus' name. And rely on their God. But now, all you will lead fires, that is, who causing trouble all around, and provide yourself with flaming torches. Go walk in the light of your fire. And of the torches you have set ablaze. They will not be troublemakers in Jesus' name, but people that fear God. Because from that verse 10, we talk about fearing God and obeying. Let us keep these two things tonight. When we fear God, we will be able to obey the word of His servant. But anyone who causes trouble or set fire ablaze, this is what you shall receive from my hand. You will lie down in torment. May we not lie down in torment in Jesus' name. Let's lift up our voice and begin to 